0: Guru is life. Good morning. It's a great March 3rd morning. I'm loving it. The market is so crazy hot right now. It, it, you know, we started off first of the year coming right, right out of the gate swinging, and now it's March 3rd. The, the It's spring is in the air. You can just feel it everywhere, and I'm loving it. This morning, let's talk though about types of loan products that are out there, you know, there's a lot of loan products, and they actually have different aspects to them. And of course, more and more detail has to come from the lender, we're going to generally go over a bunch of loan products, because what's the first thing that we ask our buyer, and often our seller, because we're preparing the house for what kind of loan products out there, we ask our buyers, of course, Are you pre-qualified and under what kind of loan? And they think that it's all the same or that they have no idea anything about it. And you know, and I know, there's a lot of different products out there. Before we get to this, let's take a look at this announcement. So, Ron, what does it mean, seven minutes to a new career? Well, in seven minutes, we can have a cup of coffee. We can talk career goals and how we're going to help you make the biggest career move in your life. That's right. There's a lot of things that Mountain Hood Realty has to offer, and Rod is a ball of energy. I love the career, and I want to share with you my passion for building your business bigger than you ever thought it could be. Come spend seven minutes with us. We look forward to it. Talk to you soon. The guru is back. Okay, we're talking loan products. Grab your cup of coffee with me this morning. We've got a lot to cover. In fact, this topic is so large, we're probably gonna have to do a part two, just because how large and how much information is out there on it. So grab your cup of coffee and let's get rolling. Okay, so different types of loan products that are out there, conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, and oh, just to throw it in, hard money. We don't want to forget the whole, the old hard money loan. You know that that's what we know as cash. Someone who who can bankroll you outside of a a programmed like FHA product. So conventional FHA, VA, and USDA, they're not the same. These programs are very different. Use a mortgage broker because they can shop loans for you, not only of types, but each type has what we call overlay. You've got to know this for your client. Each type of loan has overlays from an individual bank. This is incredibly important to explain to your your client that each one of these, so you have FHA, according to US Bank, you have FHA, according to Wells Fargo, FHA, according to Key Bank, so on and so forth, the hundreds, thousands of banks that are out there, they all have their own overlays, fees, and processes to do this, and it changes. So we're t- taking a, look, a kind of a vanilla look at all the differences of these different products that are out there, but wow, is it crazy. So before we jump into the first piece here of conventional, take a second, like the show, hit that like button. I love it when you hit the like button. It just kind of makes my, my, my day light up. And by the way, I'm going to the dentist later today, so I could, I could use it if you hit the like button for me today. So hit the like button, make a comment. What kind of loan product have you found out there with a bank that that best fits the clients you're working with often. So we know there are different flavors out there. So you can have, you know, a chocolate ice cream, but then it comes with all kinds of toppings. Well loans are the same thing. You can have a flavor of a loan, but then it comes with all kinds of toppings that are out there. And what has worked for you and why does it work so well? What what kind of gem have you found out there? Because not All loans are equal. They're simply not equal, and banks aren't equal about it either. So take take a minute, like the show. If you're in YouTube, go there, and of course, hit the subscribe button, and that will open up the Guru members-only events where we grow your business bigger than ever before. All right, interest rates are the first thing we have to talk about because we are talking loan products here. I mean, come on, interest rates. You might think, well, we're not going to talk interest, we're just going to talk loan. Product. Well, you can't talk one without the other. These things go hand in hand. Interest rates, by the way, are headed up. We're in the year 2022, and interest rates are on the way. But we are at historic lows right now everybody out there freaking out that interest rates are on the creep up. Okay. Well, that's kind of true. Interest rates are on the creep up, but I'm getting a little older, but I certainly remember back to my first home I bought, which was a long time ago when I was 19 years old and it was double digit interest rates in the market. That's, you know, not, 4% or 5% that gets up there above 10 and the common was 10, 11, 12, even 14% and people were still buying homes and you know why they were buying them because real estate is the biggest investment of your life and it's an investment that almost never goes wrong. If you hold it long enough over time, you will win in real estate even when the market is going crazy and of course as soon as as soon as things got better what did people do they refied their, their loan they went and of course they got a lower interest rate all of us did as soon as we got out of the double digit everybody the refi market went crazy all right fees fees are not the same so when you when your buyer goes and starts shopping around and you need to encourage them to shop around it will change how much they can spend. At one bank, they may afford 400000 And at another bank, they may afford 450000 The fees associated with the products are different. The, the fees are not the same across the board. Different banks have different fees. Different fee structures and how they're rolled in together. It can be extraordinarily complicated, but you've got to know that fees are different. All right, special packages. Before we even get into the individual things like conventional, special packages. Banks have special packages. They put on specials. Just like you go down to, to the grocery store and there's a special on deli meat. Well, banks have specials as well. They have things they're promoting. They're trying to build an industry. They're trying to build a clientele. They're trying to attach themselves to a segment of the population. So they have special packages that they are promoting. And these aren't one-day specials. These usually go much longer than that. They're larger products, and the packaging is different. But you need to know, you can shop for special packaging, for example, Key Bank has had a special packaging for first time, at least in the in, in the Northwest area, but maybe everywhere. I don't know. They've had a special packaging for first-time home buyers for a zero-down product. Now they, they charge you more interest for it, although in a low interest economy like we have been in, it's not so bad. So you pay a little more in interest, but you're in ultra low interest economy right now, even with interest going up a little bit and you're getting in for nothing. Now there are of course rules that go along with every package and you'd have to look at those individual rules to find out what is happening. All right, things considered. For each loan. Here's where we get into into a bit of detail, and we start talking conventional first. So first, convention, and a lot of these have similar, but overlays is what makes the difference. Overlays of all the different products, bank to bank to bank, as well as product to product. So you have the products. Let's go over this again. You have the products. You have conventional, VA. FHA, USDA, those are the four basic products. And then you have things like hard money that's sitting out there, which you got to talk to your hard money lender. They are all so crazy different. And yes, high interest rates, but there can be a reason to use them as well. All right, so conventional, the buyer must qualify. Well, you're not surprised about this. If this surprises you, you haven't spent a day in the industry yet, or even thinking about the industry. The buyer must qualify. You're in conventional, yes, the buyer must qualify. That is not a surprising factor. Appraisals usually are required by the bank for the home. You know, inspections are not required. But the appraisal by the bank, which is the bank's inspection of the home. Think about both, you know, an inspection and appraisal. Both of them are inspection types. They're inspecting for different clients. The, what we call the inspection is inspecting for the buyer. What we call the appraisal is inspecting for the risk of the bank different focuses, different reasonings going on, but essentially they're both inspections. Now the appraisal of course pulls in other things like it's looking at home value and, and areas of value and it's looking at different types of value and not just market value. So, and we're not getting into that today, but you, just, just as a quick note to it, you've got to think about that because they're looking at different aspects of it. And your buyer will ask, well, do I do I have to have an appraisal? Well, the bank's going to require, and unfortunately, there's this huge thing you will know, hit them, and it's seven to eight hundred dollars, and it's the the buyer's going to have to pay for the appraisal. Unfortunately, that, that's just part of the process. Okay, credit scores. Credit scores matter. They always matter. Credit scores. So the deal is, you don't have to have an eight hundred and sixty credit score. You know, 860 is what we call near perfect land. And I'm not really positive the exact perfect, if you could, if it even exists, I'm not positive it even exists in the way they calculate this statistically, but it's around the 860 mark. But you don't ever see anybody really with that that score. But people do have over 800 credit scores regularly. And do you need an over 800 credit score? And the answer is no. You don't, get. guess what? You don't need a 790 or a 780. You don't need a 760 or a 750. It'd be nice if you had a 720, because commonly, somewhere around the 720 mark, you don't get any extra bang for your credit score buck going up from there. You don't, you're 800 and you're golden and the banks will love you. You walk in with this 800 credit score, it's terrific but they're not really gonna give you anything extra for it unless they have some special program. And of course special programs, but there are a few special programs to give you extra for having a super high credit score above around a 720. You can still buy a house by the way with a credit score less than 720. Yes, hear me out. You can buy it with less than 720. You can buy it with less than 700. We sell lots of houses at 680. We're in the 600s now, 680. We've even sold some homes, low 600s. And very rare, special programs, high 500s. That's rare, not getting into that today, but just be aware, you don't have to be in 800s. You can have a credit score far less, but credit scores do matter, conventional loans, yes, and you say, well, it's a it's a private, private lender, why does it matter? They wanna know, so what is the credit score really talking about here? They wanna know what the risk is. This is all risk assessment is what they're doing with a credit score. Your credit score is based upon how, how has your credit been acting in the market? That's why we always tell people, don't go buy that $60,000 truck just prior to closing your house. That isn't smart. The bank gets worried that you're not really being financially conservative. And what they want you is financially conservative. And they want to be the first one in alignment to be paid back. That's what they're looking for, risk assessment, always important. A close cousin to credit scores is debt to income, what we call DTI, DTI, Debt to Income. Well, what does that really mean? And there's different ways to look at debt to income. Often the most lenient debt to incomes are conventional loans. Not always, it depends what program you're in and how the bank has an overlay for their DTI product. So debt to income, difficult. Because we all have some kind of debt. And before you tell me, no, I don't have a single credit card. It's not just that. Are you paying an electric bill that's in your name? Are you paying a water bill? How about your general expenses in life that are just, you know, a car, a car payment, insurance? All these things become debt to us. And they want to know what is your debt comparison to income. Some programs only allow like a 35, 36% debt to income. They want your debt low. Well, other programs will allow your DTI to creep up towards 50, 51% of your, of your monthly income. It's different for different programs. And that onion gets peeled apart very carefully. The layers are thin, thin layers. And you've gotta be cautious when it comes to DTI. Work closely. With your lender by the way take a second let me take a a sip of coffee and take a moment and like the program i love it when you like it pardon me while i'm taking a sip of my coffee this morning i gotta i've gotta gotta build myself up for for going to the dentist (laughs) not a big dentist fan it doesn't freak me out too bad but you know going to the dentist it's never fun all right well for for me anyway so Payments, history of your payments matters. Absolutely, it has to matter. What is your, hit? so we're talking about credit scores, we're talking about DTIs, and now it's history with your home payments. You know, and you say, well, I don't own a home. Well, you're making rent payments, you're living somewhere. So, and if you're living for free with your parents or a relative, you're going to have to document that, that you're living for free. And this is not some a, a, a debt that's accumulating behind the scenes somehow. You're, there's going to be different processes for different banks. If you are living for free, and I've had clients that were truly living for free and the bank made them document that it, they were living for truly free at that moment, they were able to save a bunch of money. By the way, if you're living for free and you're not saving a bunch of money, I don't know what's going on. That's always a question. You're living for free. You, you probably all had the client come in and say, oh, I'm living with my parents right now or live with my uncle right now. i been, been there a couple of years and I, I want to start saving some money and, and buy a house. Well, have you saved money yet? What, what's, what's the problem? What, what's going on? And there may be particular problems. Maybe they have other things going on. But everything else being equal, they should be saving the money that they would normally be putting into a mortgage payment. Get ahead. Use that. Plan for it. Live conservatively and make your payments on time. You've got to make them on whatever the payments are. You've got to make them on time or you will suffer the wrath of going back to the credit score monster. All right. Of course, we always talk about the big three credit score bureaus, the the those, the those Equifax, and I'm, I can't think of the names of all of them right now. Anyway, the three, there are actually hundreds of them, and there's a big controversy as to who to use in the future, but your bank will dictate or indicate which ones they use, TransUnion, Equifax, and I'll eventually think of the the other one. So those are the three large ones, but there's lots of small ones. And you may need to go to a bank that's using one, one of them if you have a better score from another one or how they accumulate that score. Okay, let me, let, me, let me get off the, the credit score thing a little bit here. So home must qualify. Yeah, you're not surprised with this. but the, And we're not talking appraisal to value here. We're talking the home itself must qualify by condition. So the condition of the home. Not just the, oh, let's just say the value of the home is not a problem. There's good comps in, out there in the, in the industry and you have $400,000 in comps. The home is $400,000. Everything's fine. You're happy with it. The bank's happy with it. However, based upon the loan itself, there's conditions of the home that it must be in a particular type of condition. And when it comes to conventional loans, they're among the most lenient of conditions. The home can have quite a few problems. You can have a hole in the wall, but you probably can't have a missing floor. That's a problem. You can have part of the ceiling missing, but the floor can't be missing. You can have a hole in the wall, but you can't have missing walls. Otherwise, you're in construction, and there's other problems with being in construction you may have to get a special overlay of of, like a 403 we're not going to get into that today but you may need a special overlay to repair things the electricity needs to work and it needs to be up to code the water needs to work and not be leaking and i'm not talking a drip from the faucet Come on, you guys, let me get a drink, a drink of coffee here. We're not talking. And People all the time say, well, the faucet's dripping. We'll go to make an offer. And one of the buyers inevitably will say, you know, when we were walking through that house, I went to the bathroom. I went into the bathroom. And I noticed the faucet in there was dripping now and then. That, that That's a problem. Well, hold on. Okay, nobody wants a dripping faucet, but by the way, nobody, when it comes to the loan product really cares because it's dripping into a system that drains it. Now, we don't want a, a constant running and we don't want drips necessarily, but we're talking some slow drip, you know, one drip every two or three minutes or something. It, things, we don't want them to drip. However... The loan product typically doesn't care. Let me tell you where they care and what causes qualifying problems for a drip. When it drips into the trap and the trap below the sink, you know, that thing, it looks like an ass down there. The trap is now leaking onto the floor. That's a leak. The drip from the faucet into the sink isn't a leak. That's just a drip. And while we don't want it to drip, that's not a qualify or a disqualifying event. A disqualifying event is when you have under the sink, the trap is leaking onto the floor. Now the bank is concerned, and you should be concerned because now that's rotting your home. And that is a problem. That becomes a qualifying event problem. All right, FHA that, that's conventional and a bunch of things were conventional. We're not going to repeat them because they overlay into FHA. You know, the Federal Housing Authority, FHA. It's a federal program that banks get to use and apply over to to home buyers to help them get in. FHA is one of the lowest down payment programs there is. You know, I didn't mention this, but in conventional land, conventional can change on what the individual bank wants for a down payment. There are some 3% down payment programs out there right now. Absolutely amazing. There are even some zero down special package programs. The FHA has been a 3.5% federally backed program for a lot of years. And it's been held stable and is commonly considered the easiest way for a first time home buyer to get into a home because it's federally backed. The bank knows they're going to get their money. All right, so let's go back to our, our list of things. Does the buyer have to, have to qualify? The buyer has to qualify. The buyer must always qualify. This is why your first line of defense, and I mean that kindly, your first line of defense with any buyer is saying, hey, let's go get you qualified for a loan. Let's see which loan products you best qualify and what is a best fit for you. Because there's different loan products for different purposes that will qualify in different ways. This is your first line of defense as the professional. That's why you always want to have a a package of several lenders ready in your pocket for them to go talk to. Because they need to shop around using a a loan broker that can broker multiple banks and and FHA with this bank and FHA with this bank and FHA with that bank and and all the different products with the different banks is fantastic. They can often, often find you the very best deal. So FHA, does the buyer have to qualify? Absolutely, 100% they have to qualify. Does credit scores matter? Yes. But when it comes to FHA, often credit scores can be, can be reduced. And it's just a great product out there. But always be aware of the individual bank overlays that can change that. Debt to incomes are often allowed to go higher than some of the other products. That's where you get up to that, you know, 50 percent each mark. But always remember again, the individual bank overlays. You may need to shop around to find what's going to work for you. Move us along a little faster since we already laid our foundation. Appraisal. Yes, the bank. Remember the two inspections, your personal inspection and then the bank's inspection. The appraisal is still going to matter. It's going to be required. Unless you're stepping in with so much money down, you're stepping in with 50%, 75% down. And you're only going to finance a small piece of the home. But then let me tell you, I... I don't know why you would be using an FHA product at that point because an FHA product would likely not be the best bang for you if you've got that much money down. And putting that much money down, often you can avoid things like appraisals and and other fee-associated things if you shop around. If you don't shop around, you're not going to be able to avoid it because, well, it all becomes part of the shopping process. You remember, payments, of course, always matter in every one of these loan products. History history of your payments, you want to be on time. Always want to be on time. And the home itself must qualify. Remember we talked about holes in the floor? Well, you, you, you've got to have a floor. There's got to be roof. There's got to be... Th- so the home itself, even if you're only paying a little bit for it, the home itself still has to qualify for the underlying loan product. Building your business is the number one thing I plan to do. It is my daily focus building your business and understanding loan products. You're not a lender. But understanding loan products as an agent is imperative to, to be able to guide and be the source of the source for your buyers and sellers. You've got to understand some of these issues if you're going to list a home. Because when you list a home, you have to advertise what is the seller going to accept for financing types. Because the different financing types require different aspects and different things and it may impact how much the seller is walking away with building your business is knowledge building your business is what i want to be doing every single day and this is real estate daily i am your real estate guru we've been talking about loan products part one today a part two coming soon in the future but we'll be going through the other products as well and putting a capper on this, and in the meantime, building your business. On the banner down here, I have our Kickstarter program where you can go and kickstart your business to a level you never knew it could be. And we have one-on-one coaching programs. I'll be talking to you soon.